Hello and welcome to this episode of Crop Talk, sponsored by Compeer Financial. I am your host, Thad Stauffer, and I am once again joined by Jason Gama, Lucas Kami, and Tom Timko, who serve as the state insurance product officers here at Compeer. Today's episode is going to focus on everything regarding planting. As we all know, we've had several issues throughout the Midwest with excess moisture. It won't quit raining. And so today we're going to hit a topic of cover crops and how cover crops are going to work with the crop insurance world, what you need to know, the most common questions we've had, and we'll just kind of dive in here. So guys, cover crops, where do you want to start? Yeah, I think as we're thinking about uh, the spring that we sit in right now, May 30th today, and the amount of moisture we have out there, um, prevent plants going to kind of interweave into all of our conversations here because it's really on the table. Um, and uh, But then the cover crop specifically, the first topic I'd love to talk, uh, talk about is a case where um, a cover crop from last year is still out in the field. Uh, so it was seeded in 2018 sometime and came through the winter and it is out there and you can't haven't been able to do anything with it yet this spring and uh, how does that old cover crop affect my prevent plant claim that i want to claim uh, whether that's on corn or beans a 2019 spring crop so that'd be the first topic for me uh, to cover Uh, if i have that 2018 cover crop out there in the field today and i claim prevent plant on corn, let's say, uh, then I have some options that I can that I can do with that old cover crop, and some that I can't. Number one is uh, RMA does allow me to hay or graze that old cover crop during the late plant period of the crop that I have claimed prevent plant on. Um, so if I'm in Illinois, my final plant date for corn is June 5th, and I have a 20-day late plant period for corn in Illinois which gets me out to June 25th. So I think if I think about that window, June 5th to June 25th, RMA does allow me to hay or graze that old cover crop from 18 during that window and nothing happens to my prevent plant uh, corn claim uh, as it sits. And I should say also that just by having that old cover crop in the field does not eliminate me from getting a prevent plant claim uh, this year in 2019 on my corn. All right, so settle out there. You referenced Illinois' final plant date. You referenced a late planting period. Lucas, Tom, for Wisconsin, Minnesota, final plant date on corn is? End of May. Yeah, May 31st for majority of Wisconsin. And Minnesota, correct? Correct. Okay. And the difference there then in those states is the late plant period is 25 days on corn instead of 20 days for Illinois. There's, there's some earlier dates in Minnesota, but they're outside of her. So there are some from Minnesota. The key there is, and I'm glad you brought that up, is kind of there, there are some differences to the, the trade territory that we cover. The important point to all this conversation is we're all governed by what the Risk Management Agency, or RMA, as you'll hear, puts out there in the actuarial documents or special provisions as to what those dates are. So it's important as we talk through this today, especially if you're outside the Compare territory listening to this, Make sure you check with your agent and you check those actuarials to determine what your late plant period is. Okay, good. Tom. Jason, got a question for you as you were talking about cover crops. Typically in Minnesota, cover crops uh, for conservation purposes or whatever it may be. You know, typically, I believe we have a termination date. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, so my previous comment was dealing with prevent plant essentially on a spring crop and, and how that old cover crop kind of affected that spring crop prevented planting claim. Um, generally speaking, if we don't think about prevent plant for the moment, generally speaking, um, cover crops have to be terminated uh, prior to heading by a certain date in a lot of areas for that spring crop to even be insurable to begin with. Again, taking prevent plant off the, off the table. Uh, there was a bulletin from RMA recently sent out in the last couple of days that kind of extended that um, deadline date uh, because, again, uh, the world we sit in today, we've got cover crop in the field from 18 and it has headed and I have had no opportunity to go out and terminate that crop to make my then insure, uh, to then make my um, spring crop insurable. This is because we're in non-double cropping counties in a lot of our area here in Compere. As you continue to go south, like southern Illinois, you start getting into double cropping counties, then that doesn't become an issue anymore. But for those of us that are in non-double cropping counties where double cropping is not insurable, I've got to terminate that cover crop at some point to be to have that spring crop be insurable. And so RMA has thrown us a bone to extend that date out to June 5th to be able to be terminating that cover crop my issue in Illinois is that doesn't help us a lot because uh, we're getting inch of rains at a time and two nights ago got two inches and so uh, whatever still uh, fields I'm still not able to get that cover crop out on it or I'm still not going to be able to by June 5th so let me ask this question let's just talk about the cover crops or options in general which you reviewed if I'm in Minnesota Wisconsin I'm a dairy dairy uh, producer maybe I have cattle what are most farmers thinking out there, Lucas? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a feed issue in, in Wisconsin uh, for high quality feed. Not only they have uh, cover crop from last year, but the alfalfa, maybe not been able to get up first cutting because it's been so wet. So there's a lot of issue there. So there is a lot of questions about um, what they what their options are on a prevent plant ground. So I don't know if that's where we want to go next as far as what are our options? We claim prevent plant. What are our cover crop options now? Yeah, so if we're going jumping back into that PP conversation around cover crops, which is what most are interested in, uh, just to review, if I've got a 2018 cover crop and I hay or graze it during the late plant period, so after that final plant date in your area up until the end of the late plant period, that window, if I hay or graze it during that window, nothing happens to my prevent plant claim. I get paid 100%. So Minnesota, my guys can go out there between June 1st and June 25th and hay or graze that. And basically you're terminating the cover crop, but you're getting some value off it. Same They're, for Wisconsin. Yep. And then Illinois' window would be June 5th to June 25th. And I think it's important to note for our listeners that this is on ground intended to be planted to corn. Correct. So if that cover crop was soybeans, which is most another common area, that's a whole nother set of dates just to throw out there and don't confuse the issue but quickly as we think about the different area illinois has is split with some counties june 15th some counties june 20th for a final plant date plus 25 days for late planting period when i go to wisconsin we're going to split uh, about the dane county dodge county line south is june uh, 15th and north of that is June 10th plus 25 days. Okay. And then if I go to Minnesota, the majority of ours are, is June 10th. Okay. Maybe some June 15th. So again, an important note here in the discussion of check with your agent so they can check the county actuarials to determine what that final planted is in late planting period. Okay. 
want to just kind of jump in there and share information. Yeah, continuing on with 2018 cover crop seeded stuff, I can never harvest it. Um, once I harvest it, now that cover crop no longer is an approved cover crop. Now it's a crop, and there's a whole different uh, ramifications there. Uh, number one being I cannot claim prevent plant corn uh, on that cover crop ground if I have harvested it. And then lastly, for that old cover crop that was seeded in 18, if I hay or graze it after the late plant period, uh, but before November 1st, I still get a PP payment, but the prevent plant payment gets reduced to 35%, and I get hit over the head a second time with an APH yield plug of 60% of my approved uh, APH into my database, which really hurts because that's gonna stay with me for the next 10 years. And if I've got 100% crop rotation back and forth for the next 20 years. So let, let's take a minute here and maybe jump backwards a little bit on prevent plant because some of our listeners may be new to prevent plant in general. And so, Jason, you talked about the full prevent plant payment. Let's just focus on corn and soybeans. Uh, most crops have a prevent plant percentage, but for the purpose of this conversation, let's stick with corn and soybeans. So, under the policy for cover, so under the insurance plans that are what we would call individual insurance plans, there is language that would talk about prevent plant coverage if you can't plant by the final plant date and or through the late planting period. We all agree to that, right? Yep. Okay. So under prevent plant, the piece that it's important to note for our listeners is at any point in time after the final plant date, through the late plant period, but no later than 72 hours after that late plant period date, a claim must be submitted for prevent plant. So which means you as a listener need to contact your agent before that period so they can turn in a notice of loss to the insurance company to start that process. That's one. A second side note to this and more as important piece is we're required to make sure we report that on the acreage report, which is due by July, on the original acreage report, which is due by July 15th. That, that's important side notes to this conversation. But to jump backwards, Jason, to the last comment you made on that guarantee, Guys, tell me, tell me and our listeners, what, what does that mean? What does a prevent plant payment look like? What's that percentage? What's it based off of? Yeah. Just kind of break that down for us. I can go my area, and uh, I'll just use uh, 190 bushels as a trend-adjusted APH, for example. And if I chose 85% enterprise in my territory, um, I'm going to have a guarantee that looks somewhere in the neighborhood of $680. Well, I... Prevent plant corn will pay me 55% of my guarantee. So I'll run the numbers again. 190 times 0.85 times 0.55. Right. And in my area, that'll give me $355 of coverage. Spring price. Oh, yeah, sorry. The spring price was $4 if I forgot that in the equation yep. as well. Sorry about that. You know, In a lot of areas, if your trend-adjusted yields are higher than that, of course, your payment will be higher as well. Right. So, so the, the payment is based off your, your, your approved APH, so your approved production history for the crop in the county, whatever that average is, times your coverage level. So we're in this example, Tom, you used an 85% coverage level. Yep. Okay. Then we're multiplying that bushel guarantee by a factor of 55% because that's the plug percentage within the policy for prevent plant acres which is 55% okay. yep. of corn. 
and then you multiply that by your projected price to give you a per acre dollar guarantee, and then ultimately you'll, you'll take that times your share in the acres that would be prevent, prevented from planting. Okay, Correct. so that's a good thing for our listeners um, as we dive down that prevent plant hole. That in itself, as it relates to cover crop, goes back to the Jason Year comment of the full 55%. Yeah, so you'd run that equation that uh, you guys have just laid out and whatever dollar amount that comes up to, and it will change based off of your APH and what coverage level you chose on the front end. I'm only going to get 35% of that payment if I ever harvest the cover crop that was planted uh, an old year, 2018. Actually, let me back up there. I just uh, misspoke, which you guys uh, listening uh, can can understand with prevent plant. There's so many rules that it is easy to get tripped up. Just to clarify, 2018 cover crop that I that's still in the field today, I can hay or graze it during that late plant period we talked about and get 100% of that payment that Thad and, and Tom just laid out to you. Uh, if I harvest that cover crop at any point, that old cover crop at any point, I get no prevent plant payment. That's where I misspoke just a moment ago. If I hay or graze it after the late plant period, but before November 1st, that's when I'm going to get that 35% reduction uh, to my PP payment that we talked about. And to that point, it's also important to note uh, two things. One is the reason for this podcast and this particular topic is there is so much misinformation being shared right now it's important to share what's factual so that's that's one educational piece here two is jason on the 35 percent payment let's use the same math that tom did earlier 35 percent of what i mean am i taking that same calculation instead of 55 just take times 35 or is that something different no you're going to run the calculation what tom and and thad laid out first so you're going to take your aph approved aph for whatever unit we're talking about times the selected coverage level that you selected on the front end, 75, 70, 80, 85, whatever that is, times the projected price, which this year for corn is $4. It's important to know, just to side note here, uh, prevent plant payments are only made on the projected price only. So if harvest price goes up, uh, you do not get that influx. It's always gonna be $4 this year for 19. Uh, Times the 55% um, uh, prevent plant guarantee is going to give you that dollar amount from that dollar amount. If I've done one of these funky things with a cover crop from 2018, like harvest it, then that dollar amount that I was going to get, uh, take off 65% of it, get down, take that number and get down to 35% of that number is what you're actually going to get in a, in a check. Okay. So that, that's important to note because that oftentimes in conversations you hear, if I, 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 do something with that cover crop for this discussion here. I'm, I'm limited to 35%. People forget to include the math is not 35% of the big number. It's 35% of the 55% calculation. Yeah, you're, and the, the way to think about it is your PP coverage level is not going to change. It's not going to reduce. It's 55%. That's what it is. Um, there's been some rumors out there that as I continue to go past the final plant date of whatever crop we're talking in our area, we're talking a lot of corn. If in Illinois, if I go past June 5th, or if in Wisconsin and Minnesota, I go past um, May 31st or into the 1st of June and continue to plant, I can do that into the late plant period. 
You're gonna to start to get a reduction in your guarantee on those planted acres, but your prevent plant coverage, that 55% on corn and 60% on beans is not going to change. It's not going to reduce, um, contrary to some of the information that's flying out there right now. So you're saying if a producer, let's say he's a cattle guy, he needs silage, corn, roughage, whatever it might be. He plants on June 28th, because he's gonna get some type of value out of it no matter what. What are you saying? What is this? coverage level at that point at that point we are uh so you've, you've got the final plant date in your case is what date 25th of june that's the final or that's the late, late. plant period yep. so your final plant date is oh, may 31st, may 31st so me, plus yeah. 25 days gets you out to june 25th if i continue to plant past june 25th two things happen and i know we're getting off the topic of cover crops but it's all relatable if i get out past the late plant period and continue to plant two things happen number one the AIP can choose to pass on that coverage. They can pass. They can say no thanks because you've planted it late, late, past so the late So they period. don't have to take the risk. They don't have okay. to take the risk, number one. They've got a choice to make. If they choose to take it, now my coverage level, originally selected at 75, 80, 85%, whatever that is, that does get reduced down to, to equal the prevent plant coverage level, which is 55% on corn, 60% on beans. So again, that is extremely late planted corn. Maybe you need the feed. Maybe you're going to chop it for silage anyway, so you're not worried about an early frost. Um, that's doable, but two things happen. AIP has to accept it. So in other words, they can pass if they want. And if they do accept it, I'm going to get a lot lower uh, coverage level because it is so, so late planted. And Jason, real quick, and after that point, the insured could also choose not to insure. Absolutely. If I get out past the late plant period, um, it's almost like playing poker. We can choose to to make a bet or choose to call it. Both sides of the fence have that choice. Okay. And just to clarify, great discussion. Um, we, we oftentimes talk about coverage level where the prevent plant guarantee level is different than the coverage level. So that that's not gonna change, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I do think it's important to note though, also for those producers or listeners on the call or the podcast, if you chose before March 15th to buy up your prevent plant coverage, 5%, then you may be looking at a different level, 60% versus 55 or 65 versus 60. But, but that had to be declared prior to March 15th. So are we good? on 2018 cover crop um, from your guys' perspective. Anything else you want to cover with that old cover crop that's already still in the field today? My guys in Minnesota, if they've got a cover crop and it dries up just enough on June 10th, they can go in there and basically cut it and bale it or graze it. Yeah, so there's a, there's a play on words here a little bit with what RMA allows. Haying or grazing is, is allowed in during the late plant period. That doesn't affect my PP payment at all. But harvesting or chopping, they've considered chopping, harvesting. Uh, if I chop or harvest, uh, now I'm looking at no prevent plant payment because um, that is no longer than a, an approved cover crop, it's actually a crop. Now some of you out there may say, well what the heck is the difference between haying and chopping? I'll just say exactly, uh, and we'll laugh about it. But that's where the language has landed, and that's where we are today. So bailing it, um, I would consider under haying, and I can hay or graze. I just can't chop or um, harvest. Guys, we can argue whether this is fair or not, um, but this is the, the chips that we've been dealt with, so we've got we've to work within the, the confines of the, of the sandbox. Yeah, it's important is this 
this haying or grazing is going to come up as we keep talking through cover crops, right, Jason? Yeah, it will, no doubt. So I think it's important to know for our listeners, too, um, we've been leaning heavy on Jason through our discussion here today, and that's to our benefit and your benefit as a listener because Jason has a 19-plus-year extensive background in working claims from an, from the approved insurance provider standpoint. So we're leaning heavily on, on your expertise uh, going forward here. So... Jason, you want to switch gears now, staying with the cover crop, but what's the next area you want to tackle? Yeah, so the next bucket is a case where um, the previous bucket was dealing with that 2018 seeded cover crop that's still that's in the field right now. The next bucket we want to talk about is uh, the ground's idle at the moment. Maybe it's underwater in a lot of cases. So I'm going to claim prevent plant on my spring crop. Let's just use corn for this purposes. Just know that as we say corn, it can also be soybeans. Just the dates change a little bit, but we're going to stick with corn. So final plant date comes um, in Minnesota, Wisconsin of May 31st and final plant date in Illinois of June 5th comes uh, here in about a week. Um, And for you guys here tomorrow. um, So we're here. Uh, We're going to claim prevent plant on that date. Um, and then I'm going to plant a cover crop following the PP claim. And, and, I, and I realize we're talking cover crop, but just to kind of give some context around that statement that I just made. My first option, uh, as we sit here on a wet May 30th day, is I don't claim prevent plant and I just continue to keep planting into the late plant period. That's really your first option, okay? Um, yes, your production guarantee or your guarantee is going to get reduced by a percent a day as you plant into the late plant period. But in a lot of cases, uh, economically speaking, that may still be in your benefit. Number one, you're going to have that crop at a higher coverage level, even though it's reduced, it's still higher than prevent plant. And number two, we just talked about it that the prevent plant payment is going to be based off of just the spring price only at four bucks. So if price starts to rally and goes up, um, maybe you want to be the guy that's got corn in the ground and grain to sell, uh, even if it's at a lower coverage level and maybe even if the yield isn't as high as what it would have been if conditions were fit. Uh, but maybe in your case, again, speak with your local agent uh, and, and you know your business better than I, uh, it still make more sense to continue to plant into the late plant period. And I think it's important to note for our listeners that that reduction in the late plant period is only on the acres that are planted after the final plant date. So everything you have planted up through May 30th, May 31st in Wisconsin, Minnesota, or June 5th in Illinois, receives 100% of the crop insurance guarantee, and then of the acres that are planted after, would receive that 1% per day reduction in guarantee. Yeah, so that's really your option one is to keep planting. Now, if you start going into the prevent plant world, Um, because you can't get in, now you've got some other choices. The first choice in that world, so I would call this option two, being that option one is just continue to plant. Option two would be, no, I'm gonna claim prevent plant. I can start to do that on that final plant date, May 31st, June 5th, um, and I can claim it on that date. Uh, If I do that and I leave the ground idle or plant an approved cover crop that I don't hay or graze till November 1st, then I get 100% of that corn PP payment, no harm, no foul. But as we're talking uh, cover crops specifically in this podcast, let's just say we're not gonna leave it idle, we're gonna plant a cover crop like rye or whatever. Um, Some of the pushback that I've been getting in these meetings is, okay, uh, what is an approved cover crop? And here's the deal, 
There is no list that we can provide you that lists out what the approved cover crops are. There, the, the list doesn't exist. And, and you might ask yourself why. It's because uh, cover crops that work in California don't work in Illinois and cover crops in Illinois don't work in Florida, so on and so forth. So there's not a consistent list that exists of approved cover crops. What I would tell you, the language actually says that any crop can be considered a cover crop if a couple of things happen. And these are big ifs, but follow me. Number one, a local ag expert has to essentially approve that it's a, it's a generally accepted in your area cover crop. Uh, secondly, it's got to be planted at a cover crop rate, seeding rate. So that's uh, a specific number that your crop insurance agent or the crop insurance company are not the local ag experts on. You've got to find a local ag expert that can help you with that. Uh, there's a website that USDA has, www.nrcs.usda.gov, that has some information. But again, there's no list of approved cover crop. So it can be any, any crop that is locally accepted by a local ag expert as a generally accepted practice, seeded at a cover crop rate, and you cannot harvest it, okay, if it's planted um, either old, like 2018, like the first bucket that we talked about, or the second bucket of planted during the late plant period. So that's a good transition into going back to this cover crop conversation, which is if I claim prevent plant corn starting on June 5th, and like Thad mentioned earlier, the end of that window where I can claim a prevent plant corn in Illinois is June 28th, and how I get to that is the final plant date of June 5th, plus 20 days gets me to June 25th, plus three days or 72 hours gets me to June 28th. If I'm in lots of uh, areas of, of, of uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, if I'm at May 31st for my final plant date, the late plant period of 25 days gets me out to, um, to the same June 25th, essentially, plus the three days or 72 hours uh, gets me to June 28th. I just made that out. I just made that realization right then and there in front of you. Awesome. <laughs> So if I have claimed prevent plant in that area and then I follow it with a cover crop, so that cover crop then being planted during that late plant period of June 5th to June 25th or in Wisconsin and Minnesota, uh, uh, June 1st or May 31st to June 25th, then if I, again, three options, if I harvest it at any time, it's... Uh, I, I get none, I forfeit my prevent plant payment, okay? If I hay or graze it after November, November 1st, so late in the fall, then I get 100% of my prevent plant payment. No harm, no foul. And then lastly, if I hay or graze it um, before November 1st, then I also get no PP payment, I forfeit it. So that's what happens on a cover crop that I'm gonna seed in 2019 Following a declared prevent plant spring crop like corn, if I seed that cover crop, just to review, if I seed that cover crop during the late plant period window, up until let's say June 25th, then I my only option is I have to wait until November 1st to hay or graze it. If I, if I hay or graze it earlier than November 1st, or if I harvest it or chop it at any time, my PP payment goes away. Makes sense, okay. Tom, Lucas, anyone to add to that discussion there? So I know in some areas we have a feed 
issue right not enough supply uh, the talk the rumor is out there is you think maybe the RMA or USDA will uh, maybe change some of those dates so those in need can maybe uh, chop or pay some of those cover crops earlier yeah as we sit here today the answer is no but here's what I'll tell you from a Compeers perspective um, uh, we have lobbyists that are on staff within Compeer that go to the hill and, and advocate for us right and so um, we are starting that conversation to at least see what we can do from a disaster kind of program to maybe um, uh, change or, or alleviate or soften some of these cover crop languages. But hear me, uh, that is not the environment or reality we live in today. Um, it's great to say we're trying, uh, and we are, uh, but that does not mean whatsoever that uh, that we'll have success in that area. Wait and see. Yep. Yeah. Lucas, anything you want to add? No, uh, I, I'll have some You just said no. You just said no, and then you're adding. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so, so, yes. I'm going to stick with no for no. <laughs> okay. So the only third bucket of, the co- of a cover crop that I want to touch on briefly, because it is in the language, um, I don't think we see it as often. But one more scenario is we talked about what happens if I got an old 2018 cover crop that's still in the field. We talked about the second bucket, which is I'm claiming prevent plant corn, and then I'm going to seed a cover crop or plant a cover crop. But I did it within that late plant period window. Now, the third option is I'm going to claim prevent plant on my corn, and I'm going to plant a cover crop, but I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it after the late plant period for corn. So this would be June 26th in Illinois, actually June 26th in Wisconsin and Minnesota as well. Um, I'm going to plant it after that date. Now what changes a little bit in that scenario, again, late planted cover crop, if I hay or graze it, if I wait till November 1st again, just like the second bucket, before I hay or graze it, then again, nothing happens to my prevent plant claim. I get it paid at, a, at 100%. But if I, if I hay or graze it before November 1st, or if I harvest it, this is where the language changes a little bit. If I, I can harvest it, then in this case, if it's seeded after that June 25th date, but now I'm only going to get, I'm going to get hit over the head twice again with my PP payment. I'm only going to get 35% of it, and I'm going to also receive that 60% APH yield plug penalty into my APH. So we didn't talk about that yield plug yet. So just as Jason said, at any point where you take 35% of your prevent plant payment or however that works, what also is going to happen is that first crop, so your corn crop you claim prevent plant, is they're going to stick a number of 60% of that unit's APH for 2019 in your APH, and that's going to stick with you for 10 years. Correct. So that's the, as Jason likes to say, the, the double club over the head. That's yeah. what a lot of people forget and some of the information out there. It's that's a 10-year decision right there. And in my opinion, that second hit over the head is going to leave a mark. That stings, as the old Chris Farley would say. That's <laughs> yeah. going to leave a mark. Yeah. You know, as a grain farmer, I don't think I'd ever have to worry about taking that option, right? I don't have livestock. So you say me, the livestock people are the ones who are going to have a little more difficult decision to make? Yeah, for sure. If they need to harvest that crop, that's the, the decision they need to look at. And I think that's again where Thad said earlier about talking to your insurance agent. Maybe you can be strategic about how that looks, but it is, it's the double club. So um, make sure you're talking to your agent. And like I said, there could be ways to be, be strategic about where you're going to harvest that cover crop if you really are in a feed situation. Well, guys, great discussion here this morning. I uh, really appreciate you taking time to kind of talk about cover crops as it relates to prevent plant. 
for listeners out there, um, stay tuned. We've got some other scenarios we're going to dig into here and make available to you as well. So that way you can use this as a resource. So again, thank you for joining our podcast called Crop Talk. We look forward to making that available to you on all areas. So please subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.